Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller. This is a pro wrestling show. Thank you for everybody joining me on YouTube now with sound after fixing that little issue. Let's look at the preamp and say, Roland, get your act together. Uh, yeah, look, as I said, <laughs> I said once before, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, smash the subscribe button. I'd appreciate it, especially if you're listening to the podcast version. Just search for Simon Miller on YouTube. Uh, our Instagram and Twitter at Miller316. All of this uh, is supported by patreon.com forward slash Miller316. There is a link in the description below. Even if you can throw a dollar in the mix, it helps me so much because I take all that money. Everything has to be financed and it allows me to do these things. And once again, another way I do that is through Super Chats. So if you want to control the conversation or ask a question, you do that by hitting the Super Chat button. And now as I look for it to do it again, my man who already got in there before the podcast, that's the show had begun. I hope I get your name right. Piranash, I think it is. Piranash Sharma simply said in the Super Chat, MJF is a bigger baby face than Seth Rollins. And you know what? He's not wrong. Seth Rollins is in such a position at the moment. I'm going to move my chair up a bit. Uh, he's in such a position at the moment that Roman Reigns had to come out and defend him. <laughs> you know it's bad when Roman Reigns, the guy that used to get, you know, crapped on from a great height, has to come and save you. But we'll see what happens with Seth Rollins. We, you know, we don't know. Um, it's it's going to be a crazy situation between him and Bray Wyatt. We will wait and see uh, where the where the lay of the land is when all is said and done. But yeah, Seth Rollins is not really where he needs to be. Uh, today, we're going to do something a bit different, of course, given that AEW now is on Wednesday nights, as well as NXT. Not going to lie, I do our ups and downs for AEW now, as you know, over on What Culture Wrestling, and we will go over there at 2 p.m. BST, which is 53 minutes. I haven't got around to watching NXT yet, especially here in the UK. We have to wait until the evening. When they upload it to the network, oh, it's not in the evening, it's like the morning of Friday. So I haven't watched NXT. I'll watch it when I can, but for now, it's all about AEW. And I'll tell you, um, I thought it was great. I thought it was a really, really good wrestling show. I always like to try and be as balanced as I can. Uh, and I like to try and, I'm not saying I like to, I, I'll never work in a down for the sake of it, but I always try and be as, as critical, critical is the wrong word. I always try and watch it with my critique hat on. But when all was said and done, I was like, there was one thing that kind of grinded my gears a little bit, but otherwise, it's just re- it was a really good wrestling show. Why pretend otherwise? You know, I love WWE, I love AEW, I have LMRW, Impact, whatever. But for me, I thought it flew by. The two hours were like a breeze. It was well-structured. It was well-paced. I had fun. I enjoyed myself. They didn't take certain things too seriously in a good way. Great cast of characters, great matches. If they do that every week, it's going to be a very fun ride. Shout out to Nick C, who says that's what known as a 2% botch on going in Raw. Lol. Well, that's not really a botch. It's, it's, it's audio technical equipment. Uh, also, morning, Simon. Are we doing our podcast after this? Well, I'll be there, my friend. That was a plan. So if, you wanna, if you're going to be there as well, we absolutely will. Cheap plug too. Uh, if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash Simon316 or 316, obviously, yeah, you can come on the podcast at the relevant tier. Just check it out. And shout out to my man, Timothy Jones, in the super chat. who says, good morning, Simon. Good morning to you, Timothy. I hope you are well. Yeah, so 
I really like the Inner Circle, which is Chris Jericho's new group. Everybody crapped on that name straight away, which I don't understand why, because all names in wrestling are stupid, really. I mean, they're not, and they are. Like the Nation of Domination, D-Generation X, the New World Order, which we're going to get into today. I know NWO and DX kind of tie into to, to, uh, sayings that we're used to. <laughs> they're all they're all dumb. Los Bariquas. Why? Because they're from Puerto Rico. Like it's just ridiculous. So I don't, in, in a circle is fine. I think it makes sense, especially because we've got some WWE guys in there and we've got some Impact guys in there, um, or, or I should say uh, TNA guys. Well, either's fine. But yeah, to me, there was um, there was a real NWO vibe to it, and I, I, other people are throwing groups in there. But NWO kind of came up with this idea. I'm not saying it's like for like, but I am saying that all elite wrestling in general has very, it really, really does have a, a WCW vibe. It does that ending with everybody running in, the good guys and the bad guys, and there being infinite directions for loads of them. And there's one guy who you're not too sure of. WCW when it's at its peak in '96, '97 used to do it all the time, and they used to smash it. It's one of the reasons the NWO angle felt so good. The problem that World Championship Wrestling has had is that they never knew when to start putting the balance back in WCW's favor. So the NWO would just beat everybody up and um and eventually he would uh you know he would he would just like well, what's the point? Why would I want to be team WCW when I should be team NWO because they win. I'm not saying that anyway that's me going off on a going off on a tangent. But it really had that same feel. They all stood there. Chris Jericho made sure to put them all over and explain have a really good kind of balance with it as well because Chris Jericho is your world champion we're not 100% sure where Jake uh, Hager is going to fall into this but we'll find out everyone's saying he's really motivated and wants to make up for his uh, the end of his WWE run so that's exciting but then you've got Santana and Ortiz who can be your tag team dudes and Sammy Guevara is your up-and-coming dude so it's just really really well balanced Chris Jericho's promo was pure fire I think we can all agree with that it was clearly not scripted and when he started to address the crowd about the we the people stuff shot that down you know, that will never happen again. Excuse me. Oh, what's going on? You know, he took care of that. And again, there's a real foot. The fact that at the end of the show, they were all getting involved in the Jericho. Um, who the hell did he team with? Uh, Sammy Guevara. The fact they were getting involved in that tag team match against Hangman Page and Dustin Rhodes. And eventually is the reason they won. It's brilliant. They're dominating. And yet they still got theirs, right? Because Darby Allen skateboarded down and smashed Jericho with his board. And I, I think that's awesome. Like the NWO were around in the late 90s, right? It's, it's been like 25 years or whatever. I don't know, the, not that long. But it's been, it's been over two decades. And again, I'm not saying they're like for like with that whatsoever. I'm not. I'm not being hyperbole in that sense. But they just have that kind of cool factor to them. But they also know that they're heels. Um, and I just think that's the best way to do it because... Even if they have decided to go to, you know, throw back to that kind of era and that kind of stuff that they're doing, we don't really have stables in WWE at the moment. At least we haven't had that focus for ages. So that kind of feels fresh too. That kind of brings something extra to it as well. And maybe it grows. Maybe we add some more people. Maybe we don't. Maybe we secure it at five. But honestly, I was watching that and I was like, this, this group feels threatening. They don't feel like geeks. They feel like they're being positioned to main, as main event players. And it just felt, it did, even though you're doing what's old is new again, it felt really fresh. And it honestly felt like I was transported back to the late 90s and I was watching I was watching that program. And there's nothing wrong with that. And again, the fact that we ended with that just huge brawl with everybody getting involved. And look, 
People keep saying it was overbooked. Yes, it was. That was the point. The point was we were getting all these guys involved, all the name guys involved, trying to get some other guys over in the process. Absolutely loved it. Um, like, I, it was just fun. It was just fun to watch, and it got me excited to see what they're going to do next week. Beforehand, we had a bunch of other matches. And hey, maybe now the inner circle start interfering in all the other people's matches and pissing everybody off. I don't know, but I'm certainly not against it. I mean, the fact that we have... You know, we push quite hard the fact that Chris Jericho is taking on Cody at full gear, but also taking on Darby Allen next week. Maybe Darby Allen goes heel. I'm not saying that he's going to do that, but maybe there is another twist in the tale. I just thought that whole presentation of that promo, and look, the promo was nothing special in terms of a dude in the ring talking. We see that in wrestling all the time. But the execution was to such a level, not only did it make, well, let me rephrase that. Not only did it completely justify why it's so important to have Chris Jericho in AEW, it brings a certain legitimacy to it, and it brings in Laps fans who, who like Chris Jericho, and obviously he doesn't work for WWE anymore. But it just, again, everybody felt like they were important. And I felt like that I, 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 if I choose to sleep on any of those five dudes, that's on me as opposed to the company because they have big plans. And really, MJF serves a wonderful part in all of this because I, I did this earlier I keep forgetting we've got Cody we've got the Young Bucks we've got Dustin Rhodes there we go we've got Darby Allen and we've got MJF right so that's 6v5 and if you were building up to a straight feud you'd have 5v5 so MJF at the moment is kind of hanging in this middle ground where obviously he teased the hill turn against Cody Rhodes he didn't he attacked the inner circle instead but is there something there was that their plan I mean it never makes sense when we do those plans in wrestling but let's not pretend we haven't done it before and that's cool. So we've got a story going in there. We've got a story with Chris Jericho and Darby Allen. We've got a story with Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes. I assume we're going to have a story with the Young Bucks and um, Santana uh, and Ortiz. Dustin Rhodes also now has a problem with Chris Jericho. Uh, it's just there's all these interlinking things that you can do. And they also did that during the Hangman Page um why can't I remember? No, Hangman Page team with, with Dustin Rhodes. Uh, the John Moxley, Sean Spears match. Because you have Kenny Omega coming out afterwards, and he's got beef with John Moxley, but Pac's got beef with everybody. And Sean Spears now kind of feels like he's been left in the lurch. And it's all just crossing over. But it's not crossing over in a complicated way. You're just giving yourself different doors to open as and when you choose. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And this is before... In fact, we can just do it right now. Solisto in the super chat. Thank you so much, my friend. Says, I watched AEW last week and last night specifically for Luchasaurus. I'm 99% sure they said last week they said Jurassic Express was supposed to be there. Uh, well, I'm not 100% sure about that. I mean, they're probably on AEW Dark again. Whether it doesn't really count, I suppose. Uh, don't worry, we addressed that on ups and downs as well. But that's my point. We haven't even got to the point where we've started telling stories. We've teased them, but not got into the nitty gritty with the Lucha Brothers, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Marco Stun, SCU. There's a ton of guys that we can soon work into proceedings. And right now I'm like, well, how do we do it? Like, how on earth do we do it? Because it's, at the moment, again, it flew by last night. It flew by. But I think that's really exciting. That's a wonderful problem to have. You never want to be overexposing dudes or coming, you know, not having enough ideas to fill a show. And right now, I tell you, it makes me want SmackDown, not in a bad way, but SmackDown to die and Raw just to go back to two hours. Because when you're up against it, you kind of got, just got to stick to your big guns and stick to your big stories. And I totally, I totally believe, uh, totally believe that it works. Uh, right, there is some super chats we'll get to. My man Alex B says AEW wrestling is more entertaining. I'm not going to say it's more entertaining than anything because before this week, again, I thought WWE had a great week last week too. 
But I do think this AEW show was brilliant. I re- I mean, again, the the fact that we had the Jericho tag team match and that was the end. I was like, that I can't get over the fact we're already there. And I've seen some people saying they didn't like Jimmy Havoc versus Darby Allen. I thought it was fine. Okay, it wasn't as violent as you'd first presume it would be, given that who was involved. But I think we can save those brutal matches for pay-per-views. I thought it was a it was an easy to watch, nicely worked match. Not everything has to be the best thing you've ever seen. That's the only problem we have with all elite wrestling. A lot of people think everything has to be the best thing you've ever seen, and it really doesn't. I mean, it really, really doesn't. Uh, my man OP in the super chat says, "Simon, are you wrestling in the northwest soon? Keep up the great work, sir. You single handedly are the hardest working man on YouTube. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I do my best. Am I wrestling in the northwest soon?" I don't know. Let me see if I can I can tell you that information. Probably I have, I have poor geography knowledge. Um, am I resting in the? No, not really. I'm resting in Sheffield. It's not north at all. No, I need to get some stuff up there. I would get some bookings up there. Now, ever since Defiant, I haven't really gone up north. Book me, people. <laughs> Richard Dalloway in the super chat says, "Will the inner circle outstay their welcome?" Wow, Richard, that is putting them under the bus in record time. I mean, maybe. That was the problem with the New World Order, right? They overstayed their welcome and they never got beat. So, yes, potentially that could happen. But I know that I'm excited about them right now. I I know that the presentation of them last night was so good that it crashed the Pro Wrestling Tees website store because as soon as everybody knew that T-shirt was available, they all ran to get it. Not the best idea of what a hill group's meant to be, but we're living in crazy times in 2019 anyway. But we don't know. We don't know. Again, if we had killed off the NWO after, I'd have to go back and look at my timeline, but let's say a year. I think it may have been a bit longer than that. We probably would have looked back at it even better than we do now. And look, before AEW started, I saw so many hotshot articles like Cody's going to keep putting himself over and the Young Bucks is going to keep putting themselves over. So as I'm concerned, the Young Bucks always lose. Not always lose, but they've lost a lot. And losing to Private Party in a really good opening match, I thought... I understand not everybody likes what the Young Bucks do. <coughs> Excuse me. What the Young Bucks do, but I thought that match had everything. It was exciting to watch. It had flips. It had near falls. It had drama. It had suspense. You had some storytelling from, um, you know, the, the Bucks who were kind of trying some devious tactics they wanted to get through. And it was all, it all came together. It had the glue in the sense it was a tag team tournament. <coughs> and with that three-minute video, you knew about the wins, the losses, the time limit. And we didn't have to do anything sort of generic. And I thought that was, I thought, honestly, I thought the whole show, okay, maybe you can say it dipped in the women's tag and the Jimmy Havoc match. But when I say dipped, I think that's incredibly cruel. I still think they were well-worked matches that were fun to watch. Okay, they weren't as high as the opening half an hour, the closing half an hour. But I think you have to be quite, vindictive <laughs> to get too to get too down on that uh, my man albert merksovic was a great name says take my money miller you are the best that's very kind albert i appreciate that i promise you i will filter it all back into these podcasts and my youtube channel to try and deliver you more content uh, matthew bailey in the super chat says i think the slow burn mjf hill turn is my fave story so far totally because they could have done it last night right they could have done it last night and it probably would have been good we probably would have appreciated it yeah, we kind of know that it's all coming, but ultimately holding off, building it on social media, which Cody did afterwards. He was putting over MJF, calling him his friend, only means the heel turn when it's done is bigger. And also, we don't need him as a heel right now. We have our feuds. We don't need to hotshot anything, which is why I think this Darby Allen Chris Jericho match for next week has something in it because that is a hot shot. I don't really need to see a world championship match on TV at the moment. It's only week three. 
So I imagine there's a plan there, and I'm intrigued to see what the plan is. I mean, ultimately, we got to the end of this show, and I was excited about next week's show, and that's all you ever have to do. Just make me want to tune in. Rob Bunce in the Super Chat just threw some money in there. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. That's very kind. Same with Daniel Holmes. Appreciate it, Dan, who also says, Hey, Simon, just showing my support. Keep up the good work. A lot of kind people today. A lot of support in the chat. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate that. I hope you have a good day. Uh, my man... He's just vanished. I hope I'm getting your name, my friend. Uh, call me Prish. There you go. My man Prish has come back and he says, do you think uh, MJF turning on Cody or the other way around? Interesting way to look at it. Maybe Cody. Well, I think there's two ways. I think MJF either screws Cody out of his title match at full gear, which is brilliant because then you set up that program anyway and Cody can step away from the main event scene for the time being and you can come up with a new challenger for Chris Jericho, whoever that may be. But hell yeah, man, why not? Why can't we go the other way? I think it would be quite hard to get that audience to boo Cody, but if there's a good story and there's a good narrative there, I'm not sure that it matters. Everybody involved in AEW over sort of the course of the last few weeks, months, has said they're not really overly invested in heels and faces. They kind of want the fans to adapt to what they're doing. And, you know, I mean, Nick Jackson spat in Private Party's face last night. That's heelish. But they were still faces at the end of the night when they're running out to save their mates. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that strange situation that we're creating. So, but yeah, I'd be up for that. I think it's all about execution. And so far, the execution has just been really, really good. And it goes to show that when you do the simple things right, that's all we need as wrestling fans. Don't forget as well that AEW for Dark next week filmed Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega, I think. Apparently it's crazy. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. My man Cyber Kid just threw some money in the Super Chat. Thank you, Cyber Kid. Again, I will make sure that goes back into the, uh, into the pot. James Martin says in the Super Chat, how about Guevara's two ups after Paige's clothesline? Uh, his two ups... I, I, Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I, I, that whole match was... Hangman Page, I thought, that was the best I've seen Hangman Page in AEW. I thought he looked great. Dustin Rhodes continues to roll back the years. Chris Jericho is just the best heel. And yeah, Sammy Guevara is absolutely... Uh, the best thing about Sammy Guevara was he was pitched as the young guy, which he should have been, and the commentary team went out of their way to tell us that and said, that, oh, we've got to keep an eye on this guy. So instantly I'm more invested. And also... To be standing alongside Chris Jericho, uh, Jake Hagar, I'm going to keep calling him Jack Swagger, I can't help it, and guys like LAX, that does, it does bring something to him. It's like when we did Evolution in WWE, Randy Orton and Batista benefited for who they were situated around, because it's a simple storytelling technique, right? Wow, I understand wrestling is not real, but wow, Chris Jericho has decided to align himself with this guy, maybe I should keep an eye on this guy. That's all I need. I don't need it to be over the, more over the top. Wrestling's dumb. Keep it dumb. My man Stan, always supporting, always a nice guy. For hand on your heart, you beautiful, bald fellow. Thank you, Stan, and thank you for coming on the podcast last week. Uh, Undead FB Goo is in the chat, which is weird, because I was going to get back to her later saying, don't worry, you can't make this live stream. She sent me a message, but she's here anyway. Much appreciated. Also an awesome supporter. Uh, hi, Simon. I love John Moxley, ghost emoji. John Moxley was pretty good last night, I thought. Uh, his, his, this new kind of renegade character just feels more real. It feels more legit. He feels like he's having the best time ever. Again, enjoyed his match against Sean Spears. Enjoyed all the craziness that happened afterwards with Pac and Kenny Omega. I like the fact that Pac was on commentary and he addressed, hey man, I'm winning all these matches and management ain't going to give me 
ain't going to give me a title shot. What's that about? Cool, interesting story. He also attacked Kenny Omega. Interesting story. He, Kenny Omega and John Moxley were also going to have a barbed wire battle, which was the nutsest thing I've ever seen. Cool story. And in the background, you've got Sean Spears, who probably is going to be like, uh, guys, can you stop ignoring me? Cool story. Also, what's all these threads about Sean? Oh, Sean Spears, not very good. Sean Spears has done nothing but what he was meant to do so far. I think that's well unfair. I think he's fitting in like uh, like he was always going to. And shout out to my man Cyberkid, who has also just thrown some um, thrown some 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 money in the super chat. It's very kind, Cyberkid man. I, I appreciate it. I'm also excited about this tag team tournament. Right? I can't remember what the bracket is now because again, it's, it helps so much when you actually see it on TV. But Private Party, they've gone through, and Private Party looks so good. Again, I've seen so many people saying, "Oh, Private Party is too soon." Not from that performance, it's not. I'm not saying it was perfect, but I'm saying I was damned entertained. It was damn enjoyable, even if the Young Bucks were pulling all the strings. Doesn't matter. When they got that hot tag, that place exploded. And yeah, we haven't mentioned the crowd yet. I didn't mention the crowd on ups and downs, probably because I just expect it now with AEW. They play their part. They go there to have a good time. And I know that's been the same with NXT dudes as well. But from what I've heard, last night they kind of died in the, died in the second hour. Uh, which will be a shame. <clears throat> and really, from my vantage point, I'm not saying this is correct. I'm just saying this is the uh, feeling that I get and will, will be validated or not by ratings as and when they come out. I woke up and there felt like there was a lot of buzz around the AEW show, but not a lot of people were talking about NXT. I'm not saying that is the way that it's gone down. I have absolutely no idea. <clears throat> That's just my circle of people that I've surrounded myself with. But again, it is only the second show, so I guess there is still a bit more of an excitement from AEW. Really, the ratings don't matter until we get to January, February, and we have to try and figure out what's going on. But yeah, awesome show. Women, you know, women's match was great. Built a couple of feuds there too, and now I'm just excited to see what is next. Shout out to Undead FB Gun in the super chat. Says she's in her waiting room for the appointment. Thought I'd check in. I appreciate that. It's very kind, and like I say, always supporting, always appreciated uh, on my end. But yeah, my big takeaway was in a circle, standing in that ring with Chris Jericho front and center. And I was like, let this become, you know, it doesn't have to be anything brand new. There's plenty of stuff that we can go back to in the well that will ultimately do the job this needs to do. And I will be happy with that. I love the NWO and I loved all the stables from that era. And I think we've had conversations like this before where we've said we'd enjoy that to come back in. I've heard comparisons to the main event at Bafia and things like that. But they, they were a little bit more under the radar. No disrespect to TNA Impact, but they never really hit these highs that AEW seems to be hitting. I know they had that massive rating when they moved to Spike. We'll, we'll wait and see. But to me, the whole presentation of AEW feels more WCW. And I mean that in a positive way. I really That ending, trust me, if you... If you know what I'm talking about, and you were young and watching WCW in that period, you know they did that all the time, and you know that it was cool. There's that gift that always goes around of Sting just careering down from the sky with his, um, what do you call it? Whatever the bungee cord, whatever the nut, the hell it's called. And my man Salisto in the super chat says, I think AEW needs a little bit more sports entertainment. The wrestling is amazing, but I really don't feel an emotional attachment to anyone at the moment. I think that is true. But I think we have to give them a few weeks to a month because, you know, I think even episode two showed that they changed things around. The second segment was a long promo with Chris Jericho where he did introduce his stable and he did introduce people. Um, and we also seem to be having whoever's in the opening match gets those little vignettes, those videos that also adds depth and uh, context to their characters. So, yes, I agree. We do need a bit more storytelling, a bit more promo time. But I think they know that, too. 
Again, where would I have put anything else in last night's show, given what the plan was? Again, it flew by. So it's difficult for me to criticize it. But I do agree, Solisto, that, yeah, if we get to, say, mid-November, early December, and we're still not going in that direction, then it's something that hopefully will be addressed. But I think we are adding pieces to the puzzle every week that we go. And it's really hard to say this because we're only two pieces in. We need to be 10, 11, 12 pieces in, and then, and then we'll know. But basically, so far, so good. And I think the use of Chris Jericho is only helping uh, the product even even more. And I'm excited. I'm excited. It was uh, it was far better than I thought it would be for the second week. I looked at all the matches. And I'm like, hey, the matches look good. But I don't know how I'm going to feel walking away with this. But again, they came up with angles that were exciting. That's the key. They came up with stuff that was exciting and made you go, ooh, that's fun. And also, their world championship right now does feel pretty good. I need to see what's going to happen in this Darby Allen match next week. I think there's something there. But how cool is it as well? Like, I watch a lot of wrestling, and I love wrestling. And I knew who Darby Allen was from afar, but now I'm really getting to know him. Same with MJF. You know, he has come to fruition thanks to AEW. And there was somebody else as well. That's, um, oh, Sammy Guevara. You know, again, I knew the name, and I'd seen GIFs. But I, I, I just, I'm enjoying getting to be introduced to brand new wrestlers. And before everyone goes crazy, it doesn't take away from my enjoyment of WWE or anything else that I watched. Again, Chris Jericho said it best. It just feels like an alternative. And right now, two weeks in, I'm very happy with the alternative. I am. I think it, I think it ticks a lot of boxes. But we will wait and see uh, what happens again in the chat. Let me know what you think about... Uh, also, we're not going to talk much um, NXT on this show because I haven't seen it. So if there is anything you want to focus on when it comes to uh, NXT, let me know. We have a lineup for next week's AEW show as well. Of course, that championship, Chris Jericho versus Darby Allen. I, I don't know what they're going to... There's got to be something in this. I got a little gut... No, but Darby Allen was so over. I feel like going to turn Darby Allen heel. In this great... I know it sounds stupid, but the fact that we get to speculate like this with smiles on our faces, I, I think, is awesome. Uh, we've also got, for my man who was waiting for it, it is going to be the title tournament match between the Lucha Brothers and the Jurassic Express, as well as the Best Friends versus SoCal Uncensored, which they also referenced on tonight's show. I should have mentioned that. We had um, the promo with the Best Friends with Orange Cassidy just sat there. Look, it was absolutely ridiculous. It was absolutely dumb. It was really stupid, but it was the right side of ridiculous and dumb and stupid. Uh, my man, uh, Timothy Jones says, I tried to get into AEW. It's just not happening. I think NXT is the better product. Both this week and last week, they put on the better show. But that's cool, Timothy. Like, that's cool. They, um, you know, you, you're allowed to make that choice. And it's awesome that you can make that choice, right? You don't want to watch AEW, don't watch it. You want to focus on NXT, great. You just want to be a WWE guy. I've talked to some people that have said to me, as much as I... Uh, you know, like the idea of all elite wrestling and I want them to succeed. What I've learned now is I enjoy WWE's method of presentation. Doesn't mean that he liked all their stories. He wasn't very, very enamored with the Wyatt Seth Rollins stuff either. But that's okay. There is no right or wrong with any of this. You should just look at your week, look what you've got to do, and then you have a certain amount of entertainment hours to spend on wrestling. Figure out which one you like and make them your priority. And if you hear about something cool happening elsewhere, check it out on YouTube, watch ups and downs, whatever. That's how it should always be. You should never just be forced to watch one thing. Uh, my man, Family Country and JWS says, he only watched AEW this week. No WWE, my own little protest. Well, I don't think you would have been alone. I never, I'm not against it. I mean, I could never see my, even if I take myself away from what I do for a living, what I'm lucky to do. I could never see myself just not watching WWE. Like, I'd watch less, 
But I don't think I'd ever not watch a program just because of a bad booking decision. Because I don't know. I guess I'm just not that. I'm not that way inclined. But I do. I'm not saying I'm against the people that do it, and I can understand. A lot of people have bought into this Bray Wyatt fiend character, wanted to see WWE go all the way with it, break up the status quo. Seth Rollins didn't need to. We talked about all of this, but you, I understand. You know, when when WWE does things that you don't agree with over and over again, you may feel a little bit pushed aside as a fan. Totally can understand that and appreciate it. So I'm on your side. And we'll see what happens, right? The ratings are everything at the moment. And, excuse me, they will tell a story. Uh, my man, Ying Zhang Tan, a credible name as well, uh, just put some money in the super chat. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. And CyberKid is back. CyberKid's smashing it today. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Have you heard about Bo Dallas joining Bray Wyatt? Do you mean from a kayfabe news point of view? On that note, my final two shout-outs. Please do search for kayfabe news right now. Give them a subscribe. Uh, it's mine, kayfabe news, and Phil Chambers' daft satirical wrestling channel. Uh, you'll see it when you go there. And, of course, don't forget that the podcast or the show is sponsored by Pins and Knuckles. You can check them out right now, pinsandknuckles.com. Or if you want an exclusive Simon Miller t-shirt with the big Y that you see on my gear, you can get that as well at pinsandknucklesmerch.com. And also, Big Cartel, simonmiller.bigcartel.com. Bunch of merchandise up there. I've got Y t-shirts. I've got head slap t-shirts. I've got 8 by 10s that I will sign for you. Go check it out. And if you would like any of my merchandise, I will get that out to you this week, actually. Because tomorrow is merch sending day. So you'll get it soon. But yeah, going back to uh, CyberKid's point, we did do a joke video on Kayfabe News where we said that Bray White is getting a new member of his gang. And it was going to be the friend... And the friend was going to be played by Bo Dallas. So that's the kind of level we're going for here. <laughs> so please do, uh, please do go and check it out. Uh, I don't know what someone was mentioned. I don't know what the, apart from Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. I don't know what the dark matches were last night, but it's cool if we're doing stuff like putting Kenny Omega on AEW Dark. It's going to do YouTube hits. If we, let's say that AEW Dark is the equivalent of main event for WWE. I don't think it is, obviously, because they, they act very differently, very independently of one another. But having one of your top guys on that show is going to get people to watch. We did ups and downs for that this week, and it did okay. But I imagine if we do it again next week, it will do better because people know that Kenny's on the show. That's how it works. That's what wrestling is. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. That's my thoughts on Chris Jericho, Inner Circle, the NWO all the, I mean, I don't know why the lights went out when Cody Rhodes, what, what was that? Why did Cody Rhodes become the Undertaker? Look, I'm never against it. I'd have lights going out for the rest of my life. I think it's the best thing that wrestling does because, it, A, it makes no sense. Who's controlling that? We go bully, the lighting guy, and the production assistant. But it always generates the right kind of response when done well. We've been doing it now for years, and it just never gets old for me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stickler for lights going out and then somebody random appearing in the ring. I don't know why either. I'm just, uh, I'm just a crazy guy. Uh, otherwise, I think that's it when it comes to AEW ratings. I, I can't remember when ratings came out um, uh, last week. Um, I mean, again, so here, here are your dark matches. I'm not going to tell you who won or lost. We also had Peter Avalon versus Kip Sabian versus Sonny Kiss, which I imagine was also a, a very good match. But so, so we had two this week, it seems. There may be another one. Again, I'm just going through uh, random news sites here. Uh, one thing I do know about NXT, again, if you don't want spoilers, uh, tune up now, is that NXT did give the Cruiserweight title to Leo Rush. So... That's, you know, that's quite a big change. I don't know whether they're going to start focusing on it more. I don't even know what the future of 205 Live is. We'll find out on Friday after SmackDown on Fox. If we don't have that show again, you'd have to imagine it's been silently cancelled. But clearly we're now showcasing that belt more on NXT. Probably a good thing. 
But it does mean we've got what? NXT World Championship men's, NXT World Championship winning, women. And then we've got the North American title, obviously the tag team titles and the cruiserweight. Nah, I think that's fine. Especially if you've now moved into a TV, into a TV uh, kind of environment. You probably can get away with that because you're not going to be defend. I, I still think we could bring a TV title back. You know, I know it's different now given how much wrestling has evolved. But if you have a television champ, you know, like I know we've got this Chris Jericho Darby Allen match next week, and it's called the world titles on the line. And I think there's something there. But for me, try and defend your world title as little as possible because it makes the events when it is defended even bigger. And that's why a television title was brought in to begin with, because it could be defended on television. You could sell you know, you could sell tickets and you could sell, you could get people to watch. So, wow, a title's going to be on the line. So I think there's still room for that. I don't know if the Cruiserweight Championship is going to fill that void, but I certainly wouldn't be against it if it was. And I need to, I, I want to see that Kushida-Walter match because it's such a bizarre, in a good way, it's such a bizarre matchup for me. But I mean, basically, little and large, right? David and Goliath. So we'll have to, um, I'll have to catch up with that, which I will do. And he's like, he's goodly a rush. I liked him when he was with Bobby Lashley. Um, I don't think I'd seen him much before that, apart from sort of clips and, and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, he's certainly got something about him. So, yeah, it, I thought it was a good night for pro wrestling, especially after the craziness of Sunday. That's the other thing. I don't know how that is going to equate going down the line. A lot of people got pissed off with WWE, understandably so. I was miffed too, as you know, if you watched Ups and Downs. And then to get sort of three days later and get a show that felt very, very much driven towards what a fan base would want and expect from that particular product, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, and I'm not saying that Dynamite is going to start competing with Raw. I'm not saying that at all, but I am saying that they've gotten off on a good foot. And I don't think it got preempted in the end. There was a lot of rumors when I went to bed because I get up early to watch them that they may get preempted by the uh, the baseball, which was going long. I don't really watch much. I used to watch it loads. I don't watch it anymore. I d and it was going to be moved off TNT to True TV, which apparently would have been difficult when it came to numbers. But I don't think that happened. I may be wrong. I don't think that happened. And I think that would have been... Up it would have been upsetting for only a second week because it doesn't really give you a good lay of the land. And I really want to know what the lay of the land is going to be. Uh, right, I'm... Uh, just looking for other news. Anything else you want me to talk about, make sure to throw it in the chat or you can just super chat or you can use whatever you want. We did talk about Darby Allen going down on his, on his skateboard. Which and I don't know, look, I know that it's not the it's not the first time that it's happened, but that doesn't matter. It is still you know, it's still fun and silly. No, there's nothing going on there. It's still fun and silly and had people reacting to it. And I always say that's half the battle. Get people to want to tune in next week. Get people reacting to your stuff and sharing it on social media and talking about it after the fact. Having those water cooler moments. Did you see Darby Allen? He came down on his skateboard. The best bit was as well, some people are like, oh, how rubbish. And then they were like, oh, you need him in the face. He just wanted more momentum. He wanted as much momentum as possible. And then he just blasted him. Oh, uh, yeah, we should talk about NWA Power. I did watch NWA Power. I'm not going to do ups and downs. Everyone said, oh, why don't you do ups and downs for it? Well, because I need a life. Like, I need to have some time when I'm not upping and down. I appreciate it. I appreciate the love. And I appreciate the support. A, I don't think many people would watch that. No disrespect to NWA Power. But, that I, you know, I think what culture's got quite a good grasp on their audience now. And I just don't think they, they would have done. But, I mean, talk about finding a way to justify having your product by making it stand out by, again, just, it's just the most old school thing ever. And I mean that in the, in the, positive, in the positive sense. It felt like we were watching Memphis from the, the 70s. 
you know, it's shot in a studio. They have a very small audience. The set is, you can see it's quite claustrophobic. But again, it's like you've been transported back to a different time. So if that's the kind of thing you're looking for, you want some southern wrestling, there it is. You've got that now too in 2019. I think Nick Aldis is wildly underrated. I think he's fantastic. I like that main event. I liked when you go through the... Uh, go through the roster there's a bunch of guys and you're like oh wow you know i I kind of know these guys from here there and everywhere i think it's and and putting on tuesday nights is just smart it's just really really smart it's 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 an open day right now where people are used to watching wrestling it's free on youtube if you watch it for a few weeks i'm sure you'll get invested it's probably going to be a bit too much for some because we're used to this overproduced expensive setting when it comes to wrestling but doesn't mean you have to do that all the time by any stretch of the imagination. So that's a cool thing to focus on as well. You can literally watch wrestling every day right now. I mean, here in the UK, Monday you do Raw, Tuesday you do NWA Power, Wednesday you do AEW, Thursday you can do NXT and NXT UK, Friday is SmackDown, and it's the weekend, and who knows what's going to go on. Probably a pay-per-view. If you've got AEW, that'll be Saturday. NXT will be Saturday. WWE, I like UFC. They run on Saturdays. Ugh. <laughs> It's just exhausting. Uh, Shout out to my man, Philly Flexer. Incredible name. Just throwing some money in the super chat. Again, I appreciate all of that. I promise I try and push as much back into the podcast as possible, even if it's turning down other work, because I think I want to be able to do a podcast. Time costs money, unfortunately. And my man, Sean Gilhorn, in the super chat says... I now want Undisputed Era versus Balor versus a Velveteen Dream versus Champa versus Gargano at War Games. I'm going to presume something big happened on NXT last night now that you've said that. But yes, as I've said, I have not got round to see NXT yet. I have to wait till tomorrow, if we're honest. Um, which means I won't watch it till the weekend because I need time to sleep and <laughs> time to do things that are not resting. But if they are planning to do that at uh, War Games, that's an incredible match. That really is. And obviously having Gargano and Ciampa back together is is interesting. How do we feel about Finn Balor being on NXT? I don't know what he did last night, like I say. Uh, I know that his profile got moved there on WWE.com. So they're not going to uh, hot shot this. I think the main thing when it comes to NXT, and this is nothing amazing or nothing new, is they probably need to get out of full cell as quickly as possible because those crowds and the different setting... Like, when I first saw the building for AEW last night, I was like, it's clearly smaller than Washington the week before. The crowd was just as good. And when a crowd is that good, it makes the, like I say, the episode so much more fun to watch. Whereas what I've heard is the first hour, full cell, pretty loud. Second hour, they get a bit tired because it's a smaller venue. And also, it makes the... um, You'll probably get that same sensation with NWA, but it's different because NWA is meant to be a studio show. I don't think that's the vibe that NXT is going for. So they probably need to get on the road, but then you have the question, can they draw the crowds that AEW are doing? Don't know, potentially in time, but maybe not now. It's a really interesting battle, and it's still one that I'm amazed WWE took on. They didn't need to. I don't think, you know, to me, they can only lose. When the big fish takes on the little fish, and the little fish takes a bite out of somebody else's leg, you go, but if the big fish just eats the little fish, you're like, yeah because they're the big fish so i don't know why they did it i don't know what nxt is going to do i hope that it does well i want all wrestling to do well and i want wrestlers to be paid millions of dollars and to enjoy themselves and to be happy but um yeah that's just that's kind of my takeaway from it i want to see what finn balor how much of an effect is finn balor going to be he will be far better used on nxt you'd have to imagine i mean he's already considered a main event guy as uh, as we were just talking about whether or not it's enough to get people to tune in is again it's a matter it's a matter of time i would turn him heel maybe not now but if you know prince devitt from his new japan days our finn Balor has a real side to him that a wwe audience hasn't seen yet and i think it would give him something new to 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 jump into 
the heel fin batter is good. Heel fin batter is really good. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Somebody asking about an update with me and Sammy Callahan. May man, what culture wrestling? I did my comeback promo. I said I'm happy to take him on. Now the ball's in his court. We'll wait and see what he's got up his sleeve. But I'm ready. Probably going to die. But, you know, you don't turn down opportunities. So the, the challenge is out there. I've accepted. He wants to do it in America sometime next year. Done, done, done. Bring it. And I'll take on Sammy Callahan. And again, I should say, actually, before I forget, this Saturday in Sheffield, if you're around, please come down to Breed Wrestling. They're having a damn wrestling match in a damn cave. Go find them on social media, Breed Wrestling. You can find all the information. But I will be in the scramble match for Breed Wrestling on Saturday in Sheffield. Please come down uh, if you're able. And shout out to anybody on Sunday who came down to see me at Discovery Wrestling in Scotland or Kapow Wrestling down in Southampton. I really appreciate seeing you. Uh, a lot of people said some lovely things. Uh, know that it, 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 it's not, it doesn't fall on deaf ears. I'm, uh, I'm very appreciative of it. Uh, Cyberkid in the Super Chat says, is your puppet from Simon Says for sale? I mean, absolutely not, Cyberkid. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you'd want, you'd want it, but then I can't do Simon Says. I've only got one. It's not like I, they were mass produced. It was actually made by somebody I used to work with mother. He texted me one day and he said, Miller, if my mum makes you a puppet, would you use it in videos? That's when I used to do video game videos. And I said, yes. And here we are four years later and I'm still using him. The original video is when I, I interviewed, oh, I can't remember his name now because that's how my brain works, but the current producer of the Street Fighter games. I love the Street Fighter games. Quick tangent here. And yeah, we, we got Capcom to agree to, you know, interview this really important man in the development world as a puppet and he responded using a blanket toy that guy is awesome my man sean in the super chat says for the second week in a row i think all elite wrestling put on a more entertaining show but nxt had better matches great time to be a wrestling fan i've heard that a lot i think that's kind of a good balance to have right i mean AEW is a very very wrestling heavy centric show as somebody else said earlier i've got no problem with that because it's kind of what they hinted at beforehand but people are saying that the match quality is better in nxt I think it's more important for me to be entertained because I've seen so many good matches, especially this year. I mean, I want to see more. But if someone said to me, it's difficult because if you see a good match, technically you'll be entertained as well. But there has to be the bells and whistles around it, which is also something we mentioned before. So I think being entertained overall, like I say, I'll let you know what I feel about NXT when I've watched it. But I can't deny how easy all Elite was to watch last night or this morning for me. It flew by. I didn't believe that Chris Jericho tag team was the main event. It's like, it can't be. And I was like, no, we've only got 20 minutes left. And then we had that ridiculous the brawl at the end. If you haven't seen the brawl at the end, just go out of your way to see it. It's so funny. If you've never seen wrestling before, you'd be like, what is going on? How am I meant to keep up with this? But fair play to everybody involved. It was, uh, it was absolutely wonderful. Put a massive smile on my face. And hey, even with all the craziness with The Fiend and Seth Rollins, I'm not going to lie and pretend that hasn't been brilliant too. It's been great to have the discussion with you guys. Uh, it, it meant that you know videos did better because people were desperate just to hear people talk about it and get opinions. I did the same. I went back and listened to old podcasts. They're not old podcasts, but old people that I used to listen to years ago. I thought, oh, they'll have something to say about it. I want to get their, I wanna get their uh, um, opinion on it as well. And... You're right, it is a great time to be a wrestling fan. Even though it was disappointing what happened with The Fiend, and I would never want this to be the way that we did it, the, the silver lining when somebody absolutely shits the bed. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about Chris Jericho saying that on AEW as well. How good was that? Just dropping the S-bomb. South Park would be proud. 
But yeah, when when those when those incidents do happen and the wrestling community comes together and they just want to chat about things, it's excellent. It's absolutely excellent. I enjoy having those conversations. Some people take it too far, but it really does feel like there's a swell in the community. And let, let's face it, that Fiend Seth Rollins stuff had more traction than the week before when we had brand new AEW and SmackDown going to Fridays. And it goes to show those one, those one event, those small events that people are super invested in can have an incredible fallout. And I love that when it comes to wrestling. I love the passion. I don't like the people that crap on others, but I understand that it's going to happen. Bring them on. Do more. Uh, Chicken Salad in the Super Chat says, I love how the crowd chants, this is awesome at AEW. I know what you mean. It, it sounds organic. It sounds real. And also the cool thing was like, because they were kind of chanting Chris Jericho at one point, but when he healed it up enough, I mean, the stuff he said about Dusty Rhodes, right? They didn't like it and they turned. And I like a crowd that, that's, that's invested in that way. They're listening. And again, they're not, they're, not, they're not afraid to voice their opinion. That's what you want from an audience, especially in wrestling. Again, Hulk Hogan, The Rock. We're not going to talk about it again. You know how it works. Um, basically, good night for wrestling Wednesday. Good night for wrestling last week. Sunday, Monday, not the best. But hey, the Tyson... The only problem with the Tyson Fury stuff... I did a tweet about this. Cheap plug at Simon316. Give me a follow. But the only problem with that was I saw... I'm not going to name names because I don't know who wrote these things. But I saw some mainstream websites and radio shows that were talking about it who just still crap all over wrestling. And I'm like, dudes, come on now. They act like they think fans still think it's real. It's like, we know it's not real. And realistically, even 100 years ago, we knew that it wasn't real. Everyone was kind of like, well, I kind of know what's up, but I'd just buy in. And I don't want to go down the hole with the difference between reading a book or anything like that, because I get it. But it's just, it's, maybe I'm being naive, but it's incredible to me that in 2019, not even about wrestling, but when people are ignorant to things or they don't necessarily have the knowledge or the information, they decide to just, like I say, meh, rubbish, push it aside. And yeah, the Tyson Fury punches, we talked about them well, it was stupid, but that was, it wasn't Tyson Fury's fault. That's whoever said, oh, you've got to box these security guards. Because as I said on ups and downs, he has been taught, how long has he been, been boxing? 20 years? So he has 20 years of, I can kill people with these hands. I'm a bit worried about that. Also, I've got the killer instinct. You have to have a killer instinct to be a fighter. And now you're asking me to pull my punches. It's not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do when you've been wrestling for so many years. How many times do you see a wrestler's working punching? Oh, I don't know, very good. I see it all the time. Um, but yeah, the, the, the biggest, the, the saddest point of that to me was that we would just, I, I just don't get it. Just let people like what they like. It doesn't make a difference to you. It doesn't change your life. Yeah, wrestling is stupid, but lots of things are stupid. Soap operas are stupid. Some films that people love are stupid. It's dumb. I think the best thing about wrestling is that it's dumb. That's why I enjoy it so much, is that we kind of have this canvas where we can paint and create. As long as everybody involved is happy, you can do whatever the hell you want. And we've seen that with some of the storylines over the years. Like, am I happy that Mae Young gave birth to a hand? And I have to answer that question sometimes daily. No, absolutely not. But I appreciate the fact that when it comes to pro wrestling, it's so open and it's so creative and it's so viable. We have the option to uh, do that, should we so wish. I think it's fantastic. Cyberkin, the Super Chat, just says, talk about Bo Dallas. Um, I, don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, he's, he's okay. He's currently struggling in a tag team with Curtis Axel, which sucks. Uh, hopefully one day he gets used better because I thought he's a very good NXT champion. I thought the whole, um, you know, Bo Leaf stuff at one point could have been a really good heel tactic that would have survived on the main roster. That's Bo Dallas. I hope he does well. I saw him once. I went to WrestleMania and I went to have lunch somewhere and he was eating with his wife or girlfriend in the corner. And I just thought there's Bo Dallas. 
It was fun. Uh, Lanai DeBose, always support her as well in the super chat, says, Can you do a why video on why WWE doesn't want hardcore fans? Based on Brian Alvarez's great rant about how Vince disrespects fans, that resonated. I haven't heard that yet. I'm behind on my Wrestling Observer Live slash um, Wrestling Observer Radio listening, but I will get to it. Uh, I will listen to it, and sure, Lanai, if it inspires me to say something, I will pitch that video to what culture? Uh, I, I kind of can already see what he, he must mean, though, given everything that happened over the last week. Uh, I think there is a, but it's not just wrestling. I think in a lot of entertainment businesses, there is a thought process that we don't have to cater to our hardcore fans because they will watch anyway. And 50% of the time, you're probably right. But as we've seen in the past, there is a tipping point and you don't want to push them too far because they may not come back. I mean, wrestling fans, bless their hearts, are uh, dedicated and impassioned till the end. But like Ted DeBiossi said, everyone's got a price and everybody will eventually get to the stage where they're like, you know what, I'm just going to take a break. Even more so, if you'd rather, I know it's under the same umbrella, but if you'd rather watch NXT or AEW or you watched NWA Power and you're like, oh, I like this old school vibe or you want to watch MLW, Impact is actually quite a decent show week to week. So I, I understand what they're saying. We will, um, we will, we will, we will, I'll look into it. Uh, when I get around to his, I love Brian Alvarez's rants. I mean, if you know anything about me, you know, I love Brian Alvarez. Gets a lot of hate sometimes online. I don't get it. I think he works his audience very well and I enjoy his 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 no-nonsense nature. That's what I want when I listen to somebody on the radio or on a podcast. I want them to go nuts. And he does. And it's fun. And I think he believes it. Uh, James S in the Super Chat says, thoughts on Moxie's debut last night? Yeah, great. In ring-wise, of course. Again, I think the John Moxie character feels like the person that Dean Ambrose always should have been. Crazy. Good in the ring. That no-sell and the suicide dive I enjoyed a lot. Was able to get around Tully's stupidness as he should be able to i think he'll be one of their major stars i think he will flourish to, to to say the least and i think right now it'd be hard to say he made the wrong decision in fact i don't think you could say he made the wrong decision i don't see what the argument for that for that was other than money but i'm sure AEW is paying him well again i think he's a huge asset i think that that foursome sean spears pat kenny omega and john moxley i think there is something in that with the right storytelling that could be exceptionally fun and that is what I will uh, keep an eye out for. All right, cool. Five minutes time. Make sure you head over to WWE. Wrong way. What culture WWE? What culture wrestling on YouTube? And yeah, you can check out uh, Ups and Downs for AEW number two. I will be in the live chat as well. So I'll say hello if I see you. Uh, otherwise, please do check out my Patreon again, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Link in the description below if you're live on YouTube. There's a bunch of stuff in there. We can throw a dollar in. It helps. It really does. Every dollar helps. You've heard that before. But you can get a postcard. You can get a personalized video message. You can get a t-shirt. You can come on the podcast. There's a bunch of stuff depending on the tiers. I want it to feel like a shop, right? You spend more, you get more. Uh, it supports all my personal... I, I, recently, I think because I've been talking about it more, I'm trying to be a better salesman because I'm a shit salesman. But... It's basically there to support my YouTube content on this channel because obviously I'm a freelancer by trade and if I want to spend more time on my personal stuff, it means I have to turn down other work and you have to balance the books. That's all it's there for. Um, same with my wrestling merchandise as well. I mean, I started doing that because, you know, that's how you make money when you're wrestling. The bookings don't pay massively, which is cool. No problem with that. I understand how the world works. That's there too at simonmiller.bigcartel.com. And I think I've pimped enough. Uh, Cyberkin the Super Chat says, "If you were to get no way, if you were to get no way Jose over, what would you do? You could get no way Jose over. We got Fandango over at one point. I think 
um, Adam, what's his name? Adam Rose. You know, Adam Rose had a certain thing to him. The problem with No Way Jose is down at NXT he was a very good opening card dude who would get the crowd worked up and they let him go in the ring. And you're like, oh, this guy's quite athletic. And then he got to Raw and SmackDown and we never let him do the same thing. Not everybody can be the WrestleMania main event dude. You can just be someone with a silly gimmick that when they get in the ring absolutely smashes it and puts smiles on faces, people's faces, which we've heard before. So that's what I would do. I would treat him as a, hate the term, but the mid-card guy. I'd put him in IC or US title feuds and I'd let him be him in the ropes. I've seen what he can do. And I'd make sure that when he came out with his entourage, it was silly, it was fun. It was an entrance that you wanted to see live. Again, keep it simple. I Keep it simple. The problem with No Way Jose is that he got called up and he lost and he lost and he lost and he wasn't featured on TV. And when that happens, people just stop caring, which is a massive shame. But I understand that you only have so much care in your body. And when it comes to wrestling, uh, you have to... You have to pick and choose. And that's true. The, mo- the, the biggest ups and downs is double or nothing. That is the most viewed ups and downs ever. Double or nothing. You know, <laughs> we live in a crazy world. As always, thank you so much for watching. If you are live on YouTube right now, please do give me a subscribe. Uh, it's the lifeblood on the channel. I'm slowly, slowly creeping to that 100,000. Uh, don't think we're going to get there this year, but we can uh, We can try. Uh, shout out to Leonard, actually, who just donated uh, in the... Uh, there's a link in below that you can you can also donate. He just said, Simon, what odds are you giving to Jurassic Express to advance in the tournament with the upcoming match with the Lucha Brothers after the after PP beat YB? Who's PP? Oh, Private Pie beat Young Bucks. I feel like anything can happen. Hell yeah, man. And that's what you should always feel when you sit down to watch pro wrestling. You should be like, I don't know what's going to happen. So to be honest, man, knowing how they're treating the crowd, knowing the Lucha Brothers can probably spin off with SCU. I say the Jurassic Express win. I say Jurassic Express wins. Maybe we do Private Party versus Jurassic Express. That would have people on the fence. But I think that is the cool thing that we've already established in AEW. Even though you think somebody may win, it doesn't always mean they're going to win. And I think you can establish that from the start and always have people second-guessing because even your top stars, you still need people to go on runs because that's how you get people over. You need to have momentum. You can't 50-50 that stuff. But yeah, if you can get people to believe that even the Young Bucks can lose like they did, it makes other matches that have nothing to do with that, it gives you the same feeling. So I'll right now, if you want me to predict, say my money's on the Lucha Express, I just think that would be uh, different fun and Luchasaurus is over like Rover. Again, make sure you head over to What Culture Wrestling. Watch ups and downs with me for AEW. As always, thank you for everyone that does tune in. Thank you for everyone in the Super Chat. Thank you to all my patrons. That is how all this survives. Keep enjoying wrestling. We've got SmackDown to come. What the hell are they going to do? It's the draft. Little nugget of you. Little spoiler. Little prediction from Simon Miller. I don't know anything. SmackDown ends with Edge's music playing and Edge being drafted to SmackDown. I'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs>